Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the Hope Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Marissa, and this is the podcast where we dive into everything from the effects of diet culture and how to free yourself from it, body image struggles and healing, and provide you with some no BS nourishment truths. I've got my soul sister, Marta, back on. Hi, Marta. Thanks for coming on. Hi, thank you for having me again. Um, we're just obsessed with each other now, so that's why I'm having her on so soon, but we've just been diving into so many things together, and from our last episode we did, if you guys haven't listened to it, we did a lot of chatting on like body image, um, how Marta worked through her eating disorder, and kind of how she cultivated self-love for herself and how she helps other women do that. Um and yeah, she's just like this bomb self-love coach who has already taught me taught me so much in the last, how long have we known each other? Two weeks? Yeah, feels like I think. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but it, it, but it feels like longer. It's been two weeks, but it feels like I've known you like all year or something, but I needed you all year, but here you are. <laughs> so anyways, today um, I wanted to get her back on because she does a lot of inner child work and has taught me a lot about that because I to be honest didn't really know a lot about inner child work at all like I kind of knew we all have an inner child and usually that stems from obviously whatever might have happened to us when we were children or things that we've held on to or whatever it is but it's interesting how much that correlates into like our nervous system regulation and our self-love and our self-esteem and even how we go into relationships or other areas of our life right so I just wanted to have her on here to chat more about that so what like made you so interested in this topic let's let's start with that and maybe you can just speak a little bit more on what inner child work typically looks like sure so I initially got interested in the inner child um actually a really long time ago I remember anytime I would meet someone it's a, a as if I was seeing like their inner child and I would see you know their behaviors and how who they were in the past is showcasing who they are today in how they speak to people how they speak about themselves or to themselves and just how they react and I started to really dive into it some more when I started working um it, like with clients and I worked with a lot of children actually so I was working with like the child today and the child that they were in the past and I became interested in it because I was seeing that there was so much that we haven't healed and that's a result of our childhood and we're carrying that with us you know every single day into all of our new relationships and all of our new experiences and it was interesting to me that you know in a system where we're trying to help people we're putting band-aids and we're talking to you know, people as if their issues just happened, as if their trauma and their pains and their wounds are super recent and they're not. And, but we're still treating like them as, as though we can just, you know, take off that top layer and everything will be fine instead of diving deep. And um, after reading The Body Keeps the Score, I, it's a, a trauma book actually. It's like incredible by, um, you know, I, I can't quite recall the name, but uh, Basil van der Kolk, um, he's a renowned psychologist and just like incredible in the field of psychology and therapy. And he talks a lot about 
adverse childhood experiences and how what we went through as children dictates the, our lives in the present. And so when I'm working with clients, that looks like me often talking to them and asking them questions about, you know, where their feeling is coming from. Like, when was the first time that you felt this way? Does this voice sound like it belongs to someone? Did someone criticize you? Is there a memory associated with this? Is there a color? And I, I just bring them back to that moment when this wound was actually just a fresh cut and it just happened. And that has really helped my clients get to a point of healing and recovery because we're not looking at the surface. We're not just putting a bandaid over the problem. We're actually getting down to the infection. We're cleaning it out. We're being gentle with it. And we're giving it that time to heal and maybe it needs to come back for a retouch up, you know, and check it again. And maybe it's still bleeding, maybe it's still hurt. And we keep going layer after layer because trauma happens in layers. It doesn't happen just at once. Mm -hmm. It occurs constantly. And that's a little bit of what it looks like without getting into too much detail right now. Yeah, no, and that's amazing. And I think, um, I think you, what you kind of said around uh, whether it's like something that happened to us when we were kids or someone said something, I think it's so interesting to point out that the quote unquote like size of whatever trauma you're going through or holding on to, like it doesn't matter because a lot of us will be like, oh, well, like this is me, for example, like I had a really great childhood. Like, who am I to say that I've have yeah. trauma in my life, right? But it could be as small as someone like making a comment to you when you were five or six or whatever, or just a parent maybe had a moment of, you know, not so great actions and it stuck with you. And so I think that for me personally was a big, it opened my eyes to the fact that you know, like, again, it doesn't matter the size of what happened, maybe that you're holding on to, but it still can affect you and to be open to healing that part, because it's hard, it's really hard work to go mm -hmm. in and recognize that. And yeah, like any of that inner work is hard, but it's so worth it. And it's so relieving, and it takes so much like pressure off your chest and just makes you more open to things. Um, so would you say that like a lot of inner child work um, can just be a good way to, like you said, get to the root of what could be going on for something like going deep in those layers? Yeah, I mean, I know that there's a lot of different types of um, therapy and support out there. And, and a lot of um, practitioners or professionals will say that you don't have to get to the root cause and you totally don't. You can absolutely do something like breath work and not have a single word said throughout the entire thing and suddenly come out feeling 10 times younger and, and like you've actually got the relief you were looking for and that's beautiful but for some people that ability to talk about what happened is that power move because they never got to and for so for some people it might not be necessary and or maybe in some instances it might not be necessary but when I've been working with clients I've noticed that that they need that they need to understand well why why am I this way why can't I just make a decision? Why do I constantly have the same partners? Why can't someone love me the way I want? Why don't I feel good when I go out and spend time with my friends, you know? And, and for the people who need that kind of, I guess, closure, which is kind of what it feels like, going down to their inner child and speaking with them can be so healing and so empowering too. And even in the context of just having like a, a 
good sense of identity and self-esteem right now, having that connection with yourself and being able to ask yourself like, okay, what do I need right now? Or what's going on? Why aren't my needs being met? What happened? How can I take care of myself is super important. And I think by working with the inner child, that relationship becomes to um, occur in the first place if maybe people didn't have it and then it strengthens. And so when I work with clients and we work on the inner child, um, I often bring them into like this deep meditative state. I'm just getting them really calm and relaxed to kind of as best as we both can because I know that the ego can be really loud just get them to a place of silence and like peace and it's like okay you know what let's lower the volume on this inner chatter let's push the inner critic to the side right now and let's just be in the moment let's just feel the body kind of like how we had done a little bit and so then we get to a place of connecting with the body and then somehow the inner child throughout that process will come up and say hi I'm the one who needs healing. Can you please give me a hug? And at first the inner child might not want a hug. It might think, no, you hurt me or you let them hurt me. Therefore, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. But with time, you know, by seeing that little version of us and thinking, how could I have not been giving you the compassion that I actually just wanted other people to give me? How, how why, why couldn't I do that myself? Mm-hmm. But getting to a place of doing it for the first time is so beautiful. And I think that getting to that inner child really gets down to the root cause because that's our family. That's our, that's our experiences. That's the foundation of who we are and looking deep down into our past is terrifying, but then we can see why the flower looks the way it does by understanding its roots and those fundamental ingredients of of who we are and why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that just solidifies too that like, everything you've ever needed is within you like it's asking those sometimes tough questions of like you said like what do I need in this moment or what am I lacking or why am I having these feelings and it's really being able to like not only self-soothe but give yourself whatever you need in that moment and not seek that external validation or that love from someone else and obviously like a like having a support system is important having people around you to yeah like give you different types of needs but like the the needs that we actually need met a lot of the times are just our own self-love and yeah. that's something that I holy crap have learned so hard this year because for me too like I would start to question I was like why do I feel the need to have external validation or love or why do I feel like I need the attention of other people and when I really started to like sit with those feelings and instead of act on impulse and maybe like text someone or go distract myself or go be with my friends where sometimes yeah those are you need to like go be around people but in a lot of those moments for me I would just like actually be with myself and either go take myself on a date or go get outside in nature and go just, I don't know, like, yeah, give myself what I needed in that moment. And it's the most empowering thing ever to be able to do that. And I think that the fact that you're able to do that is huge because in a society that tells us we can't trust ourselves, you know, we, we learn that we can't for some reason, that we're not smart enough, we're not capable. 
as a, as a woman that we don't have what it takes, that we constantly need someone else. And there's nothing wrong with having people in our lives. Like you said, it's so important to have a, like a support system. It's vital for our survival, really. Like we need to have connection. Right, yeah. That's like secondary to us. As long as we can get through like the real bumpy parts of life, knowing like, okay, I'm here. I got this. I can take the hits, no problem. And then once I'm like in that recovery stage of like, whew, the fight's over. Okay, now let me welcome in my loved ones because now I just need a little bit of tender care. And I'm kind of, I'm pooped. Like let someone else take over while I've done all the battling. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's where the growth happens. Like you have to go through the battle on your own because no one can fight for you. It's, it, you, you will not come out stronger and better if you're constantly throwing someone else into the ring for you and saying like, okay, you take care of this. Yeah. That, they're growing they're better yeah you're still just watching that's not the same experience and so once you have those battles once you get wounded and then decide and, and work on healing those wounds that's when you get stronger and that's when the love cultivates in like such a beautiful and deep way yeah and it's it's not having that victim mindset either right because so often we get stuck in that trap of like I'm the victim. Why is this happening to me? Like, why, why is life doing this? Yada, yada, yada. But it's really just like taking responsibility for like, shit's going to happen. Like life is going to be fucking hard sometimes and no one gets out without struggle. It's just part of it. And so when you can take those moments and be like, okay, like, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Like, yeah, this freaking sucks, but I'm strong enough to get through it and I'll find a way. Yeah. like think about all the shit you've been through like all the really 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 hard times and it's like you're still kicking you did it it's but you did it on yeah and I, I remember when I was younger like um when I was going through like the eating disorder support program and everything my mom was like you did this she's like you made all the phone calls you drove yourself two and a half hours away to get yourself to the program to see if this was possible for you you were the one who ate all the meals you were the one who cried all the cries and she's like you stuck she's like no one else did that and that's why I got stronger and that's also why I can help people because I get it like had I had I just ignored all the the symptoms and the signs I would have never been the person I am and been able to empower other women saying no fuck society fuck the scale fuck the fuck just nothing matters that's a lot of f words we're gonna we're gonna cap at that for the day um but you're right. And like letting go of that victim mindset and taking responsibility for the role you played in your own suffering. That's like a quote I've been reading. Mm-hmm. And that hits hard because it, it takes you out of that like poor me state. And it's like, oh man, I actually made some mistakes. I'm not perfect. I can't just get people's sympathy all the time. Like I have to get up and say, yeah, this is my fault a little bit. Without blaming ourselves and saying it's all me, but it's still annoying, like, okay, this wasn't great. Let me do better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. Absolutely. And I, I like how you also touched on like breath work and the different modalities of healing because it's so true. Like there's so many routes that we can take. And like I dove into all of it. I was like, give me all the healing, like all the things, whatever. And like there's going to be certain things that you click with and maybe other things that you don't. And like, for me, I really clicked with initially like the talk therapy. That was my first kind of like initiation into like all this good healing stuff. And then 
from there, I was, I was um, opened up to breath work. And like you said, that's kind of an interesting way to release a lot because yeah, you're not necessarily talking. Although for some you're letting out words or you're letting out like noises or screams or cries or whatever, but that was just such a way to like lift all the heaviness almost for me at least. And then, yeah, like the inner child work, you're really like, you're really uncovering the layers and making that like conscious effort to heal. So it's interesting. Like there's so many things out there. Um, but it just like, I, I can't believe how many different ways there are to heal and like healing the nervous system. Cause I know we talked about that, like regulating your nervous system. This should li- literally be a, like a course in school. I feel yeah. because yeah. how many of us are running around with our heads cut off, yep. suppressing like every single like shitty thing we've ever been through and we're guzzling black coffee and we're stressed and we're angry and we're sad and we're lonely and it's just like nervous system and you know what the nervous system was that was key to my healing and I didn't realize it um in the beginning because again like people don't talk about this and they didn't even talk about this in school like I got an entire like undergraduate degree in psychology and not once was the nervous system brought up trauma was barely discussed right like how are you kidding? And I, like in terms of healing the mind and the body and everything, the nervous system is central to all of this. And um, just, I know a lot of, you know, women who, who struggle with body image, who might be coming to you struggle with gut health. I know when I struggled with my gut health, the thing that actually like was the tipping point for me that brought me from suffering to a place of well being where I can eat food was actually healing the nervous system. Yeah. I made sure where like I slept eight hours a week, uh, eight hours a night, eight hours a week, are you kidding? Eight <laughs> hours a night. Okay. Um, I made sure like that while I was eating, I was relaxed in a really calm state and not activating my sympathetic nervous system because that's your fight and flight mode. And I need to be in rest and digest to be eating and digesting. And it was giving myself the time I needed in the mornings to just do my own thing and not rush and not, and just settle down into myself and my state of peace. And so that also looked like a lot of um, meditation every single morning. The first thing I did, I maybe didn't even get out of bed yet. And I meditated Mm -hmm. laying down, I would do yoga. And that is so big for like healing the gut, but also just for self-love and for the inner child, because we all on a very foundational level need to have that state of peace. We have to bring our body back to a state of homeostasis and harmony. And we do that by regulating the nervous system. And, and that is a very, can be, can be a very time consuming experience because if there's a lot of trauma stored in the body, the body has no idea how to regulate itself. It doesn't know what it feels like to feel safe. And the thought of letting go of all of its defenses sounds absolutely terrifying, mm-hmm. but with a little bit of practice, which um, a lot of a lot of therapists are starting to integrate now, you know, the body's actually able to understand like, okay, I don't need to respond in such an explosive way. I'm triggered by something that reminds me of the past, hence the inner child work, because my inner child is terrified. But I, in this very moment, am actually doing perfectly fine. I might just be in my kitchen alone cooking, but I can see that this item reminds me of something that happened that was really relevant in my childhood and that'll bring me back. And now suddenly it feels like I'm going through it all over again. 
And that's why the nervous system work has to be integrated into therapy and why like I also integrate inner child work into my therapy because I think it comes hand in hand and a lot of people really aren't getting that but like it's starting to come up a bit more in in conversation and like for good reason it's so so necessary and so I'm really glad that you brought that up yeah it's just it's huge and I agree like for me my healing whether like okay so my injury all year like the stress that I went through like same thing like gut health issues like everything started to really calm down when I focused on the inner healing and the nervous system and same thing oh my god I still remember like even just last year I when I would look into like gut gut health type stuff and a lot of the things that I were reading from very knowledgeable people were like just like you know be more mindful when you eat and like slow down and I was just like what like this isn't like a quick fix to help my gut but it's just so true like a lot of people don't even realize like you're scarfing your meals down you're in front of your phone all day you're distracted when you're eating like so those very simple things when you really start to shift um again just like one or two things like it can snowball so like the things that I really like started to focus on and I like you brought up the like morning routine that's huge if you're waking up and first thing you do before you even like barely open your eyes or open your blinds or even drink glass water if you're hopping on your phone first thing Mm. oh my god and I'm guilty for it too like I really had to train myself not to do it but like that has got to be one of the worst things you can do you're right away not even you're not even living in your own reality yet you're just hopping onto like social media and like basically like seeing what other people are doing who loves me why do they love me like what kind of likes am I getting like it's just like ah the worst so I'm just gonna go through like a little list of the things that I did and like you you add to it if you feel like it but that was like one of the first things like stop going on your phone first thing in the morning and right before bed that's the simplest thing you can do put your phone as far away as you need to to not let that be a thing and like you said either doing that morning breath work or meditation or some stretching yoga whatever that looks like for you cultivate a morning routine that fills your soul and it could be as simple as going outside and looking into the sun like don't actually go stare into it but like go outside and ground yourself and whatever so that's a huge one the mindful eating like you brought up not not shoveling food into your face, not rushing your food. Obviously when you can, I know sometimes we get busy, but being mindful around your food, um, not again, not being distracted while you're eating, really slowing down, um, eating enough hard, like to, to not be on our phones. Like I know like that might, and like not even like not watching TV, literally not doing anything. Like I want to just emphasize that because it's hard and like, I still struggle, but it's okay if these things take time because like, I, I want to point out this. How did we learn these patterns? When did we learn them? When did we learn to do them? As children. We oh, watched the, the not so good patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. Like, for sure. Every, like, the eating super fast. For they sure. go on their phone. They okay, honey, let's go, let's go, let's go. We have to go to school. Let's go, let's go. Let's, 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 like, and like the kids like, I didn't even poop. And then eventually like <laughs> every three days. And it's like super crazy. So true. So true. And like. The, the, the child's like carrying all these patterns and it's like I'm gonna go on my phone first thing in the morning because mommy and daddy do too uh-huh. and I have to do this because mom and dad taught me how to do it or didn't teach me how not to do it 
And like the fact that you can wake up and think, okay, knowing like, I want to go on my phone. You're going to have that urge, but you're like, mm, okay. let me not, let me just make it hard to go on my phone by putting it as far away from me as possible. Good for you. And in that same breath, like you almost just solidified it too, that like our system, our nervous system has been dysregulated since childhood. So absolutely. It's going to take time. Like all of these stressors and patterns were in, like, we didn't just one day wake up and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to like scarf my food down and not think about whatever. Anyways. So yeah, you know what I'm saying, but that's, that's exactly it. Right. Like it takes time. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working on it. Like, I feel like we all just kind of have to do our best each day, but like everything mm-hmm. takes time. So be patient. Um, yeah, that's so true. Like, it's so true. Like everything that our parents have kind of like instilled in us and not that they did it in a malicious way or like, mm-hmm. to like make all these patterns be part of like who we are kind of, but it's going to take time yeah. to rewrite those narratives. And the last ones that I wanted to just mention were like eating enough. Cause obviously like mm. if you're under eating, you are in fight or flight mode. Your body does not have what it needs. So getting just back to like nourishing meals, eating foods you love, balanced meals, like just like stop skipping meals, all that stuff. And then also like affirmations were a big one for me. Yeah. And I bet you could speak a lot on this because like for me, I started putting post-it notes up. I started just saying things in my head. I started just literally being my own cheerleader and that changed everything for me. Even just like for my injury, I would just recite every single day. Like I'm healed. My body is made to heal, like just simple affirmations. And like, again, it's not an overnight thing. We all want that instant gratification flip of a switch, but like the patience, like this, like slow down, there's no finish line. Yeah. The, the suffering that we experience, like like bodily aches and, and chronic pain and gut health, that those struggles didn't come up overnight either. Like that is months and years of dysregulated of a dysregulated nervous system, of an imbalanced diet, of yo-yo dieting and you know, chronic stress and really high inflammation everywhere. And so now we're just working against that a little bit because those are patterns that were put in place and now we have to make that conscious effort to say no I'm gonna break the habit it's uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar and that makes it very hard but that doesn't mean it's not worth it because like the fact that you were doing those affirmations like that has brought you to a completely different place and the the brain will start to believe whatever you tell it so if you say you're ugly you're awful you're stupid all these things it's gonna you're gonna believe it right but if you start to say you're beautiful you're kind you're smart you're capable you're healthy you're healing it'll take some time but you'll get there too right and and being the one to say to yourself like that is a power move that is that's a knowing that's how you build confidence it's understanding like i have the capabilities to to trust myself to go after what i want to create what i need or ask for support if i don't know how to do a certain thing but still trust that I can pick the right person to help me, right? And like the fact that, you know, you're putting in those efforts to try to regulate your nervous system, like good for you. Like you're, you're definitely empowering so many women and educating them because a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah, and that's just another point too, right? Like our environment ma- matters, whether it's our environment in our heads and outer environments. Like I love the analogy of, if you were to put a flower, a pot, 
in a pot and then like in a dark space with zero sunlight, zero air, like no love, whatever, it's not going to grow. It's probably going to die. So when you think about all the words you're giving yourself, like if you're giving yourself, like you said, like negative words and you don't believe in yourself and also your environment isn't optimal, like you're not going to flourish like the little flower that you are. So just giving yourself that like whatever it is, even just neutral statements of like, yeah, I can do this. And hmm. if it doesn't go my way, I'm still worthy and I'm still capable. So absolutely. Those are huge. And on the topic of empowering women, because you're doing it too, sis. Um, I just wanted to bring up. So Marta is doing a women's event on Sunday, which this podcast should go out before the event. So hopefully you guys listen to it, but August 21st. And we're going to chat about it a little bit just so you guys have an idea of what to expect. And she basically was like a huge inspiration for me and Michaela to host ours August 20th. So we have one in Victoria, BC, and then Marta has one in Toronto. And I just love this so much because we're just getting women together and it's just a fun free event. So Marta, talk a little bit about yours so that we can get all the Toronto fam out to see you. Yeah, thank you. So um, we're going to be doing a Ladies' Day event in Toronto with Sun Daisy Inc. This is the very first of many events that we're going to be hosting on Sundays. Um, future ones to come, but not yet. But for this Sunday, it's going to be in High Park, picnic site number 22, for my local friends. And we're going to have food. We're going to be hosting um, and providing the food from like two to four. I don't want to make it last longer because I don't want anyone to get the runs um but if you want to bring some more food for the other lovely ladies that come please do so we're gonna have yoga in the park we're gonna have music I'm gonna have um some lovely friends performing and singing for us that day we're gonna have like a lot of baked goods and just like beautiful energy where you can come heal connect empower and just bring your like your true self and um I just can't wait to meet everyone I'm so so excited it's gonna be such a beautiful day yeah I love that and it's just such a like like you're just a you're blazing the trail for women in Toronto and soon women around the world because that's it's such a cool thing to be able to be like hey like let's just all hang out let's get together let's do some fun things um absolutely so yeah if you're in Toronto go see her because I can't, so you guys need to go for me. I'm going to be there in spirit, 100%. Yeah, I know. You should FaceTime me, actually, because I would <gasps> just that would be fun. I'll yeah. just be there on the phone. It'll be great. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll do that. That's perfect. I, you have to FaceTime me on the Saturday. I want to be a part of this somehow. Ooh, I can do that. Yeah, so the one on Saturday, me and Michaela are hosting it in Victoria, BC. Um, so if you're on the island, come out. It's going to be a really good time. Ours is actually really similar, which is so cute. So we're going to do a bit of yoga, some meditation. Um, we do have some live music for the yoga, which is going to be super just relaxing. And we're going to be in the sun and it'll be so fun. And then um, Jade made us some scrunchies. So the first 20 people who register, you're going to get a scrunchie. And then we're also just going to do some empowering circle stuff, like just chatting about body image and some journaling and just basically we want it we want everyone to walk away feeling empowered which is what's going to happen all weekend for us we're gonna just we're gonna just do all the fun things with all the women who show up we're just healing souls one day at a time souls baby just living the dream doing what we love i love it yep
and we're gonna make so many friends in the process and oh yeah like I just can't wait to hear all about your event it's gonna be so good hear about yours and that's the best part like we were just saying too like even if one person shows up like we just want to help you guys and we want to just bring people together and it's such a easy way to network like it's been tough with COVID like how hard has it been to like make friends especially friends who are you know, in the same type of alignment and headspace. So it'll, it'll be really good. So yeah, come out for some fun in the sun. Um, and thank you so much, Marta, for coming on again. That was such a good empowering chat. If anyone has any inner child questions, or you just want to learn a little bit more about what Marta does, I'll put her Instagram in the description and you can message her. She's just a lovely human being. Um, and yeah, I just want to share her with the whole freaking world. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're as lovely as always. Love you, soul sis. Okay, everyone have a great day. Go stay nourished and go be kind to yourself.